What up? Welcome to episode two of the Underground Freeway Podcast. Welcome home. That system of checks and balances don't work here. Welcome home. We still suffer from the effects of slavery. Welcome home. Yeah, yeah, back at it again. I want to thank any first-time listeners to the show and welcome back to anyone who tuned in to the first episode. Jumping right into it, I have a very special guest on the show this week. It's my brother from another mother. Uh, I've known this guy for over 20 years and um, recently we were rocked by some bad news. Uh, I believe most will refer to it as devastating, but... Because of our resolve, our perseverance, most importantly, our faith, we know that the good report is in our favor and we're going to get through this. We're going to be on the positive end of this stick. Uh, without further ado, jumping right into it, I'm going to allow my bro to introduce himself and uh, fill us in on what's going on. What's going on, y'all? My name is Shark. I'm 34 years old. About two weeks ago, I went to the gastro doctor, got a colonoscopy done. And found out at 34 years old, colon cancer. <laughs> I'm sitting here and, you know, I'm telling them that this this is not devastating news to us. And you sounding all depressed and low key as you, you know, explain what's going on with you. Anyway, um, I want to know what was it like for you to hear that you had cancer? You know, you 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 at the doctor's office, and uh, they you know run whatever test they run, and and then they come back with the results. What's your mind state like in that moment? I want you to walk us through that process of finding out. Well, actually, my voice is just low. That's just how it is. But as far as devastating, it's not devastating. Like you said, to many it may be devastating, but to us, knowing how we persevere through any situation that gets put against us, this is what we do. I actually was more nervous about getting the test itself done. I went, I laid down on the table. I'm scared of needles. So as they put a needle in me, the doctor walks in, goes night-night, and then all of a sudden I woke up real hyper, not knowing whatever they did to me. So I just first thing I did is check my butt, make sure I was good. <laughs> and then I went to the front of the room. Next thing you know, they had me sit down, wait for the doctor to come in so he can give you the results. I'm thinking it's irritable bowel syndrome, you know, some shit like that. I'm only 34. Next thing he walked in, he was like, cancer. My fiance started crying. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth, knowing who I am, mm. is what do we got to do to fix this now? Because right. at the end of the day, instead of me going around and moping and feeling sad for myself, the cancer is still there. It's either I'm going to sit, mope, and defeat this cancer, or I'm just going to get up and defeat this cancer because one way or another, I'm going to defeat this cancer. Wait, I never asked, but did the doctor like tell you what type of cancer it was? It, it's, there's like malignant and benign, right? So this will fall under the malignant category because it, it could kill you and yeah. it could spread, right? Yeah, cancer kills. That, like, let's, let's be clear about that. Cancer kills. Like Colon cancer is the second leading cancer in the United States. It's just that my my cancer it's on the left hand side of my colon, and this it's stuck. It's a it's a piece right there that's stuck in in the middle. That in order to remove this cancer, they have to remove basically a big piece like a pizza slice of my colon itself. Not only the cancer, but 
pulps and lymph nodes next to my colon and then connect my colon back together. Mm. It's going to actually be a process through a robot. It's some advanced shit they got going on. Shout out to Robert Wood. Shout out to Robert Wood. <laughs> they, uh, they're going to stick four incisions around my belly button. And then they're going to have a robot go in, find where the cancer is, because my gastro doctor already put like a little ink right next to, right next to it so they know where it's at. So once he removes that, they're going to cut it with the robot. Then they're going to give me a slight incision on the bottom left side. And they're going to pull the cancer out. I'm going to be in the hospital for about three to four days and then about a four-week recovery time at home. Thorough. I got to say that that is thorough. Uh, my apologies to anybody who feels that it's too graphic, but I mean, I much prefer it to be graphic so people get a very vivid picture of what's going on and maybe it'll, you know, uh, encourage people to take care of themselves even better than they already are, you know. Um, I know from a personal standpoint, I um, I had a doctor appointment maybe about a year or so ago, and uh, you know, pretty damn good doctor. And I was just asking out of curiosity, you know, when would be a good time for uh, me to go get, you know, my prostate checked and colon and all of those things, because you know, the word around town is that uh, black men. You know, they, they tend to struggle with that. That's that's going to knock them off. So to get checked in between like the 35 to 40 or 45 range, I'm not even sure to, uh, of the exact age because different doctors say different time frames. Well, I'm going to say right now, my advice, my non-medical advice would be for that ass to go get checked ASAP. Don't listen to no doctor telling you to go at 40, 42, 45, 50. And to quote my doctor, uh, he, you know, said, nah, you don't have to worry about that. Go when you're 40, 42. Well, turns out that if my bro would have waited until he was 40, he would have been dead. Yep. What stage would it have been at? Honestly, that you can't really tell right now. But my doctor said if if I got checked at, because my doctor told me at 45, I'm supposed to get checked on a regular basis. Everyone, 45. At 40. You as as forty when you're a high risk like myself where where it's a hereditary thing because my mother had it and apparently my grandfather who I've never met or even know anything about apparently he died from it as well and my mom just recently finding out that two brothers in London had it as well it's a hereditary thing the thing is is that people really need to get checked out if I did not get checked out and something didn't tell me get checked out at thirty four at forty years old it probably would have spread to my lungs my liver somewhere else and it would have been terminal and it would have but been over for me. You you didn't you didn't just go get checked out. I mean, there were signs. There were things happening to you physically, you know, that was like alarming, right? Yeah. And this was like a year's time frame that these things were happening to you. Yeah. I started feeling like abdominal pains when we were at the gym, started working out, and I started feeling abdominal pains that was just out the norm. Normally you feel some ab pains, but I, I started feeling it in the, my abdomen area. Yeah. I went to my doctor, mind you. 34 years old, I don't go to doctors. I hate doctors. I've had a clean bill of health my whole life up until now. So I went seriously from zero to 100. As far as checking things out, I went and got an ultrasound done on my stomach, on my lower abdomen. I even had an ultrasound done on my testicle to see if it was a hernia. Nothing. Then I went to the gastro doctor, and this is when I found out. Now, you know, I think it's, it's hand in hand, you know, listen to your body. 
I, I always say to people, just from a uh, a working out standpoint, yep. uh, taking care of my personal body standpoint, I'm always telling other people, listen to your body, listen to your body. But more importantly, be proactive. Don't don't wait until you have to listen to your body in order for you to address something. Be proactive. Get out there. Get in those doctor appointments. You know, find out what's going on with you. If anything is going on with you, you know, it's better to be ahead of something proactive than reactive. Agreed. You know, agreed. Because now it makes me realize somebody like me who who wasn't proactive, like you said, I was the one that was just bullshitting all the time, canceling appointments, didn't care to go to the doctors all the time. And now it made me realize that there are other parts of my body, too, that I need to make sure everything's taken care of. Because you can be great in the world and you can be as happy as you want, but you have to you have to be alive at some point and you got to take care of your health. Yeah, that's, that's the number fact. one point. That's a fact. I um I ain't going to even hold you. Like hearing it, hearing you tell me, you know, you had cancer and, and you know, I'm like maybe borderline uh, devastated by it because I, I know the outcome. Like I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, definitely uh, all the faith in the world, everything is going to be fine. But just hearing that, it, the shock was crazy. So, you know, me, like my antennas is up. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to take the advice that the doctor gave me to wait until I'm 40 years old. I don't have any alarming, you know, signs that something's wrong in my body. But still, like I said, proactive or instead of being reactive. Uh, I'm going to get in there. Uh, I'm about to be 36 years old. So, you know, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get everything checked out to to make sure because I got a lot to live for. You know what I mean? Agreed. So a lot of people, a lot of people sit there and they be like, oh, I go to the gym. I work out. I work out. Yeah, as do I. I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy and I was in the process of trying to lose weight and, you know, eating better and stuff like that. And for the most part, I do eat well. So you can eat good. You can work out. You can do all that. But. Because of my because of my family history, this is the reason why I got this cancer. So just to let everybody know, this is this is real. Even if it's just one person who hears this, just to go get checked out because it's the most invisible things that that'll hurt you. Trust me. They they always say um, visibly shook of the invisible bully. It's a real saying. Yeah, facts. Uh, you know, small little moral of this part of the story on the, on the on the medical side of things is you know. Fuck what the doctors the doctors are saying, and then in the same breath, listen to what the doctors are saying. And to explain what I mean by that is, you know, these doctors going to tell you, tell us black men, you know, you you don't have to get checked. You could go ahead and wait. I'm not trying to say it's a conspiracy theory or or no type of shit like that. Take it how you want. Come out from those words, however you want to come out with it, but. For me, I'm saying, yo, fuck what the doctors are saying. Uh, go get checked. Be proactive. And, you know, when when you going through those tests and, and they running you through the mill, then listen to what they got to say. You know what I mean? If it's a positive report, then, hey, you know, we win. Thank goodness. You know, you got a clean bill of health. And if you don't, shit, hopefully you caught whatever's going on. Before it could become tragic for you and your family, you know, um, the shit shook me up. Uh, like I said before, I, I can't even hold you. Like the shit, I'm, I'm I'm like borderline devastated by hearing the news. Um, you've been cool throughout the whole process, you know. You 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 wasn't too high. You definitely didn't get too low. Um, 
straight up question for you, and I didn't even ask you this yet. Are you afraid? If you are afraid, what are you afraid of? Well, I, at some point, everyone's afraid. I'm, I'm only human. I can sit here and I preach faith, and don't get it, don't get it twisted. I'm full of faith. 80% of the time, I stand strong through this. But that 20%, everything crosses your mind. The fear, the fear of death, fear of leaving your family, fear of what ifs. The what ifs will kill you the most because all I do is I sit there and I can't even tell you I don't think about this cancer all the time. Half the time I'm thinking, Dag, this cancer hit me. And half the time I'm thinking, Dag, get this shit out of me. Because fear is something that, like I remember, I remember listening to the last episode and you mentioned fear. Well, believe it or not, this right here, this fear was a wake-up call for me because I, I was afraid of things that are differently. When you, fear for, when you fear for financial issues, when you fear about things like, you know, losing a job, but fearing for your life is something different because now it makes you think about life as, general, life as a whole because now it makes me think, dang, I'm, I'm fearful about, about this cancer, even though I'm 80% of the time mm-hmm. full of faith, yep. there's still that 20% because... I'm I'm not perfect at all. I don't want to sit here yeah, and, no and, and front and be like, oh, I'm perfect and I'm going to defeat this cancer. Listen, I'm going to have to put up a fight just like everybody else, but I'm willing to throw my hands up. That's the big difference between me and other people. I'm going to throw my hands up. Speaking to one of the ladies yesterday that was taking my blood pressure, she actually told me, she, it was crazy too. She said when people find out they have cancer, most people delay the process. Most people just are afraid of it, yeah, and, and they I, run from it imagine. for like two years until they finally, until it finally gets worse, and they're like, you know what? Let me do something about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've had this cancer two weeks ago. Wednesday's my surgery date. I'm not playing. No, you found out. Yeah. two weeks ago. Two, I found out two weeks okay. ago. I yeah, could have clear. I could have had this cancer for for God knows how long. I just know it can't be that that long, like a ten year span, because for one, I'm only 34, and colon cancer for. 65% of people are over 55 years old. And, and also, let's clarify too, because I don't think we touched on it. Uh, the cancer isn't in a stage right now. You caught it like super early, correct? Yeah, no. Um, right now, it's all goes. All the tests, the CT scans, the blood work, everything shows that it's super early. But once the doctor removes the cancer, he has to check a, a lymph node next to whatever piece they took out to see if there's any invisible cancer cells. If there's invisible cancer cells, then I would need four months chemo. If there isn't, then this cancer is so early, I could just remove it and I won't need chemo at all. You know, you see, I hope, like, I truly hope that, you know, this uh, this, this touch somebody listening, um, you know, because like I said, we all win if someone's moved by this story and it, it puts them in a position to go be proactive instead of reactive. Um, Nine out of ten, the people that know you, that know us, uh, it's gonna move them. Um, I'm not sure it's gonna, you know, motivate them to do anything for themselves, but it's gonna it's gonna bring about a a sense of concern, you know, uh, sympathy. Yeah. This is not about sympathy. This is not no set up for a GoFundMe page nope. where, you know, we're going to be asking for money to pay for this. No, this is solely about educating as best we can black men out there that 
prone to having prostate and, and colon cancer, you know, um, get out there, go get checked. You know what I mean? Stop wasting time. Stop being prideful. Go out there, take care of your health. Uh, like I said before, don't let no doctor tell you when you should go and take care of this shit. Be proactive opposed to reactive. I'm going to keep saying it until it sticks in your head and you saying it yourself and you living it, you becoming it. Um, once again, though, this is not a ploy for sympathy, you know? Um, not at all. D- like, just keep your prayers up. You know, for those who didn't know and you're finding out via listening to this show, just throw your prayers up because that's that's all that's needed. Uh, I'm not a prideful person. All prayers are welcome. Anyone that's praying for me, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you because, you know, there's someone listening. The higher power that's listening, all it takes is, you know, one person to hear it, to hear him, to, to, to just pray for me because I'm not prideful and I'm not stubborn. If you're praying for me, thank you. If you hearing this and you just decide, dag, you know what? Let me get checked myself. You know what? Then it just takes one person. I just need one person to get up and say, let me just go check. Let me go check myself out because I could have just saved one life. That's a fact. And also, just to, to piggyback that and, and um, add a little bit more to it, take it a step further, um, you know, incorporate this same mentality to your life, you know, uh, cancer you know it's a bunch of cells and it can destroy your body um you know you you see this type of shit once again on social media and stuff like that about having cancers in your life you know people can be a cancer in your life also um whether it's a relationship boyfriend girlfriend a family member uh, a needy ass family member (laughs) um you know just an associate a friend somebody at work a you know, there's a bunch of things that can be a cancer in your life preventing you from, you know, going where you want to go, going where you're supposed to go, rather, uh, doing what you're supposed to do and, and things like that. So, you know, pay attention. Just like you you see, you see, can see signs of a cancer affecting your body. Uh, and my example is, you know, my bro going through the last year of different symptoms at different points and in, in times. And, you know, that's what ultimately led to him going to get checked out. You know, you you still you're going to see those same signs in your life with with people that are cancers. You know, you're going to notice things about yourself changing, not for the good. And, um, you know, recognize that shit. Recognize those uh, those signs and remove those cancers from your life. Uh, It's the same process. You know, in some cases, there there's cancers in your life that are considered benign. And that's the, the 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 harmless tumor, you know, and I would like to refer to those as the people or the situations that we're comfortable with. It's not necessarily, you know, breaking us down or uh, hurting us, harming us where all can see, you know, but it's it's slowing you up. You're just comfortable with it in your life. So you keep it around. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope that analogy makes sense. Um, all in, in all, though. Zone. Yeah, living in a comfort zone with a benign tumor, you know, something that's not necessarily harmless, but it is keeping you stagnant, you know, Um, get out of that mentality, remove all tumors, whether malignant or benign out of your life and your true medical, physical health. Take care of your temple and uh, take care of your mental state. You you go for annuals. You know, annual medical checkups. I, I know women, you got annuals of 
whatever you get checked out, uh, your breasts and all that shit. Um, you know, I, I don't really know of men doing their annuals. I believe we're supposed to, but yeah, you know, we you have annuals and go do those annuals. Get your body checked out, but also do annual checkups on your life. You know, always take a look around at who's around you, what, what type of company you keeping. You know, who's weighing you down? Who's stopping you? Who's hating on you? Who do you need to remove? You know, so be proactive opposed to reactive. Now, let me uh, let, let me ask you this. I, I'm a father. You know that. I know, you know, you're a father, obviously. Um, both of your children are my godchildren. Um, what, what was it like to have to break the news to them? It was the worst thing. That's that to me. Like everyone's reactions was was worse than my reaction. I was more afraid of having to tell people and tell about the cancer than having to see people's reactions because people's reactions itself was just was all over the place. Uh, but sitting down and having to tell all the kids, it just it broke my heart because two started crying, two had these long faces like they were just heartbroken. And I had to pull all the kids individually to the side. Wait, time out. Because uh, I, I was talking about... Yeah, all right, hold on. I was talking about his two children that are his, you know, blood children. But he also has two stepchildren. So that's where the, the Brady Bunch came into play. Um, I was at the baby, too. The, right. All about Actually, to be three. Two. Excuse me. He has three uh, of his own and, you know, two stepchildren. So, all right, continue. Yeah, the baby don't really count because he doesn't really know what's going on. He just know that 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 I, right. I, I got pick me up. What's up, that you're not picking me up? Why mm-hmm. you look like you in pain? Um, but the kids' responses are the worst. Uh, talking to my daughter because me and my daughter we're like intertwined. That's my twin mentality, looks, everything, and seeing her face and seeing a shark face, you just know. The hurt she was feeling, so I had to pull her to the side and talk to her and let her know, I'm going to be fine. Daddy's going to be okay. But then also let her know, have faith. Because I we preach to our kids all the time, have faith and stand up and persevere and never quit. And as you get knocked down, stand up. So right now it's just for me to be that leader of my household, for me to be that example of, of what to do in situations like this. Mm-hmm. So me defeating this cancer is not just me defeating it. It's my whole household defeating it because mm-hmm. we're because we're a team. It's my it's everyone around me who who loves me. Everyone who fucks with me. Everyone who not just not just people that just text me. People that fuck with me. Right. You know because it's a difference. People that actually look out for me, hit me up, and and that's gonna be at the hospital someday and be like, yo, we want to make sure you good. Those are the people that that motivate me to fight, and those are the people that like fuel me even more to like do better sorry if i'm getting choked up like i said y'all this is real like cancer is real and this is my this is this could be part of my 20 percent. but then my 80 percent always kicks in and say nah fuck this we're going to defeat this just like anything else big facts um reason why you know i wanted to ask that specific question about your children is because for anybody listening that has children you know <laughs> if you were prideful for yourself i mean do it for your kids you know, you, you, you leave this earth, you leaving them, you leaving your family, you know, your friends. So it's a big deal. Don't view this shit as it's not a big deal. You know, I know people personally that 
when I bring it up to him, yo, you gonna go get checked? Like, you know, you know, we niggas out here, and I'm saying it as a joke. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, we black. Like they they got us pinned to get this shit. Like this this colon cancer, prostate cancer, all that cancer shit. Like we we doomed for it. It seems like that. So, you know, go get it checked out or whatever. Don't wait or nothing. And they like, nah, I ain't getting that shit done. I ain't doing that for what? I ain't going to get no cancer. I eat good. You know, whatever, whatever. That's how they go about it. But it's like, yo, it ain't it ain't got nothing to do with that. Like, you ain't Superman, you know? It, it, it's almost like whatever we do, you're going to get cancer from it. Like, you drink too much water, you're going to get cancer. You go outside, sit in the sun too long, you're going to get cancer. You drive your car and you smell the wrong fume for a second, you're going to get cancer. You eat too much protein bars, you're going to get cancer. Like, it's, everything we do, you're going to get cancer, cancer. So, I mean, it might be my paranoia kicking in because just naturally, I'm, you know, I'm OD paranoid. <laughs> but I just like to chalk it up as, like I said before, being proactive opposed to reactive. You know, that's that's how I make it sound good and look good and, and non-paranoia like and for those of y'all that think y'all superman just remember superman ain't perfect either superman got that kryptonite and that kryptonite could be cancer inside you that you still got to get removed so drop all your pride drop all your stubbornness don't I'm, I'm tired of people saying i'm good i'm good i'm so tired of hearing Shit. that i'm good don't take you too far i'm good take you straight to the funeral home trust me if I said I'm good five years later, cancer would have been like, all right, you good. Trust me, this is how life works. You have people that love you. You have people that you have to live for. You have things you have to live for. If you have goals, you have things you have to do. If you have aspirations, things you want to see, depending on your culture, things you want to accomplish, it's all up to you. Also, too, I want to say this. I just thought about it as you was, as you were saying that, um, you know, for people out there that's not living, y'all gotta start living, man. I, I I don't know what that what that means to each and every one of you that's listening, but start living because I'm trying to I'm trying to see this from my brother's lens. I, I know for a fact that he lives his life because we damn near do everything together. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I'm I'm trying to see this from a perspective of somebody who does not live their life, who's always putting off something that they want to do. In, in the back burner and then to be hit with some news like cancer you know thank goodness in this particular situation it's not it's not uh you know something where he's gonna die in a couple months or you know that type of devastating news he can beat it he can still have a long healthy life but for those people that get hit with that news you know and then all of a sudden it, it clicks to them uh to live. Oh, I only have two months left, three months left. Let me live my life. Let me go do this, whether it be vacationing or skydiving or getting that, that car they always wanted or whatever. Look, man, live your life. Don't wait for some dumb shit to happen where it's going to be all over. You got a time limit put on your life by a doctor. And now all of a sudden, you you know, you want to start living. Live your life right now because Ultimately, it's a time limit on your life anyway. We all destined to die. So what what truly are we waiting for? I read this article about three months ago. There was this couple in Texas. And this couple saved their entire lives weekly, about $50 a week for their entire lives, up to about where they were 45. 
I think he was 45 and she's about 42. They lived their entire lives saving, 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 saving for a house. And they finally put a house on the contract. Accident happened. They both died. What to say? Where that savings go? It's you. You can. Yeah. We can be gone tomorrow. Yeah, this cancer may not be the killer of me, but I can get in the car and I can drive off and I can be gone. That's a fact. I can go outside and I can get stung by a bee the wrong way and be gone. If you, you allergic, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know, if you don't get checked for your allergies, how are you gonna know if you're allergic to bees? Right. Proactive <laughs> instead of reactive. That's why you gotta be serious about this. And as far as life in general, like you, you really gotta live. Trust me. Preach put me up on He always used to be like, come on, let's just go. And he always told me, bills are going to be here before you leave. Bills are going to be here when you come back. That's a In fact. between that time, that same time, live for yourself. Hey, my phrase that pays is, I wasn't put on earth to pay bills. Do I have to, to survive, to keep a roof over my head and my children's head? Of course, absolutely. We There's things you're going to have to pay for, but I wasn't put here to pay bills. You feel me? I'd be damned if... I'm going to put all my coins into paying somebody else and not enjoy my life. So then if I, I don't know what it's like when you die, obviously, but if I had to look back at my life and I seen that all I did was pay bills and ain't enjoy myself, ain't enjoy my time here on earth, yeah, I'm going to be mad as shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't play them type of games, man. Like I made a brief mention of it in uh, the first episode that, you know, I had my college years experience, a real growth experience in uh, in, in in this this church I used to go to, and um and that's really where the mentality kicked in for me that I need to enjoy my life because I fell into a, a major depression and I was wasting days, wasting weeks, wasting months and years of my life just doing nothing. That ain't the way to live, yo. Like that's precious time that you do not get back, and here it is that. I'm just tossing that shit in the trash can, you know? Nah, when I snapped out of that shit, like, I was like, nah, I I got a lot of life left, and I'm going to make sure I live that shit to the max. So, you know, all in all, to tie the story up, he he, he received some bad news, you know, and he took the news in stride. He handling it, handling it, it, (laughs) excuse me, um... And, you know, like I said, we're going to persevere. We're going to get through this shit. We know we are. It's, not, it's without a shadow of a doubt uh, that we're going to be on the positive end of this stick. Um, you know, if anybody is going through, you know, uh, anything medical, the mental, whatever is going on with you, you know, you could hit us up on social media. Uh, your identity will definitely be confidential. We just want perspective. We want your take, your opinion, any stories that you're willing to share, uh, Instagram is underground underscore freeway, uh, on Twitter it's UG underscore freeway, uh, you know, send your comments in, um, you know, we, we all need to learn each one, teach one, uh, do your knowledge, you know, I, I, I can't stress it enough. I truly hope that whoever listens to this episode gets something from it. It motivates you to do something positive in your life, whether it's on the medical side of things or it's on the protecting your energy, your mental side of things, you yep. know? Quiet knowledge. Um, you, you got any last words you would like to uh, share with the listeners for this week? Well, I would like to say thank you all who is going to pray for me. And 
Thank, and uh, honestly, like like you said, please be serious about your health. Take it very seriously. Learn from me. I didn't take it seriously. Thank, thankful nothing ever happened. But now I realize that you got to take your, your health seriously. You have to take your life seriously. And just like Preach said, live, y'all. Yo, Preach signing out. Thank y'all for tuning in. So be it. <laughs>